Welcome to the Apple Insider Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Robles, and today we have a hands-on with the Apple Vision Pro. iOS 17 Beta 7 is out, and even more rumors about the iPhone 15. We're going to get to all of that. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh and Fast Growing Trees. And joining me live from the show floor at Podcast Movement in Denver, Colorado, is Micah Sargent. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. This is exciting. You know, I didn't know if I was going to be doing any podcasts while I was here. So uh, luckily, we uh, found a place to podcast, have microphones. Yes. It's great. Like, and when I say on the show floor, like I've used that as a joke before, but we are literally, literally, literally in the expo hall. I'm going to run this through every audio AI tool <laughs> at my disposal. We might sound like robots. I'm not sure, <laughs> uh, but we're doing it. And a huge thanks to uh, B&H Photo. We're actually recording at their booth. I know they have a lot of links on the Apple Insider website. And so go buy something from them. Uh, I'm using an RE20 for the first time, which is kind of fun. I've actually wanted to try this mic. It's been a long time since I've used the SM7B. There you go. Uh, it's that voiceover microphone. Yeah, a lot of people exactly like to use right. it for that, you know, very close talk. Talking. Very close talking. <laughs> and so, uh, Micah, thanks for joining me. I was with you on Clockwise one time, yes. and then you are on the Twit Network, right? Yes. And you're all over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lot, I've got several shows. iOS Today, Hands right. on Mac, Tech News Weekly, Ask the right. Tech Guys. I, I keep Very pretty good. busy. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So follow Micah. I'll put all his social media and the shows that he does in the show notes. But let's jump into it. Actually, Mike Worthley from Apple Insider got a hands-on with the Apple Vision Pro and so I want to encourage you to check out that article. That'll be in the show notes. But also there were some developers that have now had hands-on experience with it. It's Michael Simmons from Fantastical, underscore David Smith of like Widget Smith fame and all that. And we actually have some impressions from them. I thought it was hilarious. I, Apple Vision Pro, again, I'm like reserving excitement. I'm still not sure like how do I feel? How do you feel about it? Because I've not heard from you. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I was at the event. Uh, I did not get a hands-on, unfortunately, or an eyes-on, unfortunately. Right, right. I am, uh, you know, in the mixed space. I originally was just you know, gobsmacked, blown away. Sure, sure. But over time have kind of settled into, I think this is super cool, but it's incredibly out of reach for a lot of people. Right, and, right. you know, if you want this to be the future of computing, then you want people right. to be able to access Spatial it. Spatial computing. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting because, so Michael Simmons of Fantastical, which I love Fantastical. That's my default calendar app. Me too. Yeah. And he got to try Apple Vision Pro and run Fantastical on it. And he said that experiencing it in spatial computing has kind of opened his mind to maybe even designing Fantastical outside of bordered windows, Ooh. which... I mean, it feels kind of weird to be excited about a calendar app in <laughs> augmented reality, but if he's excited about it, I'm down. And also, underscore David Smith, uh, he said, this is a quote, it's in the article that I'll link. He said, I've been staring at this thing in the simulator for weeks, getting a general sense of how it works. That was in a box, but this first time seeing your own app running for real, that's when you get the audible gasp. And so, underscore David Smith is excited about it. I'd be excited about it. I'm curious, you know, widgets, you know, there's a home screen. It's basically an app grid mm. on the Apple Vision Pro. So I'm curious, I know underscore David Smith has like full-on apps, but He's really widget widgety, yeah, yeah, widgety. Yeah. So I'm curious if there'll ever be a component like that on Apple Vision Pro. But check out the hands-on. Uh, I'm curious. You know, it's going to be early next year, mm -hmm. 2024. I don't think I'm going to get an early review unit. So yeah, sure. yeah, I doubt it. I doubt I'll be in that boat. <laughs> but I'm curious, like, if you'll be able to walk into an Apple Store and try it at least when it's available, and if it's going to be all Apple stores or select Apple stores. I don't know if you remember uh, when the Apple Watch Edition, the very first one Ooh, launched, the, you gold. Know, the, the gold $10,000 one, you could actually buy it in some Apple stores, but it was very select. Mm. Like I know I'm in Florida. There was one in Miami. And so if you wanted to see it in person and buy it, you can go down there. But I'm hoping that the Apple Vision Pro would be more widespread, but I don't know. I feel like they might gatekeep. Yeah, because the labs are not very widespread, right? right and exactly. that's been one of the early complaints from developers. They're going, you know, we wish that we could go and try it out. Right. We would apply 
apply, but it's so far away that we're not able to. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's great that these developers got hands-on, but I imagine in a simulator trying to create an AR-based app or one that takes advantage of the space around you, that uh, it's you know, there's no way to conceptualize that on a 2D screen. And I've got to say, there is something brilliant about what Apple's doing with these developers, because mm -hmm. think about what it feels like to see something that you've created sure. in this new space, and it's like a, an actual physical monument of this thing that you created. So of course you're going to have the hype that's attached to that too. Right. You're immediately going to be like, this is my thing, and look at how I'm sitting. So there's a lot of wow still there. Yeah, They're doing sure. a great job on the marketing side of getting people excited about this, and I think in ways that are a little bit subliminal, and I, yeah, I, I got to yeah. give them credit. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see about that. But check out uh, Mike's hands-on. Again, that article's in the show notes. But iOS 17 Beta 7 also was relaunched last week. Now, yeah, we're at a conference. So we've been here all week. I don't run the betas on my main devices. Do you? You don't. No, no. I have, I have a second iPhone, and I run it on an iPad. Uh -huh. But like my MacBook... Like, I got to use this yes, thing, you know yes, what I mean? Yes, yes. You know? So when it comes to the computer, my main computer at home, uh, Mac Studio, which I saw you just uh, tweeting about that. Yes, yeah, Mac Studio. Smart. That is running, absolutely. It is not running Sonoma. It's on Ventura, yeah. But unfortunately, or actually fortunately for me, I am running Sonoma here <laughs> oh, on, on okay. this uh, MacBook, and my iPhone is rocking the latest beta. Really? Uh, yeah, I just... If, if I have issues early on, sure. you know, I, beta one, beta two that are, you know, uh, dead stop for me, then I will go ahead and switch back. Sure, sure. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I like to live in it as much as I possibly can. Okay. And That's um, bold. That's bold. yeah, it's bold. It's, so, it's I mean, scary. We, we've had a conference all week. And so like battery life at a conference is always like the thing to watch because mm -hmm. the phone just dies immediately. Wi-Fi is terrible at like the expo floor and all that kind of stuff. Yes. How's been battery life on this beta now? Uh, honestly, the battery life has been pretty incredible. Okay. Uh, I think they've, they've done a good job with that. I know that some folks have uh, reported some issues with their battery in general, but right. I've not really seen that. Uh, I mean, I, I charge every night though, even though I've sure. got the biggest phone. And you got the Pro Max too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got as much battery as possible regardless. So. Are you always the big phone guy? You always have the big phone? Always. I mean, I've got monster hands. You so hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, the last time I used a big phone was the 7 Plus. Okay. Uh, because the Pro Max has just been too big, but battery life on my 14 Pro has not been great. And so I've talked about it on this show, but I'm considering it. We're going to talk about whether they're going to go Pro Max or Ultra in a second, because there's also some rumors about what is delayed. But do you notice anything different in the latest beta as opposed to before? I think we're now in just kind of like refinements. Yeah, it's all just uh, little adjustments. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you'll see, oh, they changed the design of this. I think there have been a few design changes, but nothing that stuck out to me sure, sure. other than the what ne still needs to be fixed. What hasn't been fixed is the search functionality in a lot of apps. Oh, okay. Gotcha, uh, so that's gotcha. still, if you, if you saw that early on, yeah, we're still seeing it. Now, the Apple Podcast guys have actually been here. And yeah. So if they're listening, hey, Zach, Ted, and Brandon's been awesome. Apple Podcasts and iOS 17, I've been talking about on this show. I'm moving over to it. I've been a Pocket Cast user for a long time. Same. I think iOS 17, the design with custom episode artwork, which the Apple Insider Show has, I've mentioned before. You can see it if you're on the betas. But are you a Pocket Cast guy? Are you an Apple Podcast? I'm a, I'm a Pocket Cast guy, um, but I rock Apple Podcasts just as much. Side side, Part yeah. of that is, you know, work. We want to make sure that our shows are showing up in the different places and that they look how exactly. we expect them to. Right. So I got to rock multiple podcast apps anyway. Do you know, I don't know if you're at liberty to say, but I know the Apple Insider audience 70% of our listeners listen in Apple Podcasts. What most of our listeners are Apple Podcast listeners, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think the ATP Podcast is probably like 80% overcast. <laughs> but, yeah, that... But most Apple shows, I feel like Apple Podcasts is the thing. Yep. So more rumors then about iPhone 15. You see the whole like 
charging cable, braided cable thing. Yeah. So the rumor has it this was Kosatami-san on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, and Majin Buu. They also, they both posted images of what looks like a braided USB-C cable that will be included, supposedly, with the new iPhone 15, and it's also longer. So the cable that actually comes with the iPhone, it might be up to 5 feet, 1.5 meters long, braided cable. This would be amazing if true. Are we thinking all models? And that's why I was, I feel like this is a pro model thing. Yeah, the Ultra, at the Apple Watch Ultra came with a braided cable. Yeah. Braided cable, exactly. Because I was thinking too, I know like the MacBook Pros now have the braided cable. Mm-hmm. My MacBook's not even plugged in. I probably should have done that. But anyway, <laughs> that is a braided cable, Apple Watch Ultra. The iPad, I don't think, no braided cables no, there, I don't think so. not that I can think of, uh-uh. But then all the Macs, you know, like your Mac Studios, braided power cable and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like this is going to be pro only, I imagine. You know, there was a rumor that Thunderbolt is going to come to the iPhone 15 Pro line as well. And I don't think they're going to include a Thunderbolt cable in the box. No. Like, like, that margin is not there. Yeah, uh, so, so, so expensive. Yeah. But I think this is great. And, you know, it's funny. Again, at a conference, you see the people, like, sitting along the walls of the conference hall, like, trying to charge their phones. Like, yep. you know, they have, like, that one-foot cable. So this would be welcome, if true. Do you think this is just pro? But how's it going to fit in the box? I just, yeah. I, I, there's too much here that, that I'm left with questions uh, because, yeah, you know, Apple's always talking about we've cut back on packaging. Yeah, the box we've made it. Yeah, thin. the box gets thinner, thinner, and thinner. Yeah. I don't see it. I will be incredibly happy. Yeah. I will eat my braided cable if they do it. But <laughs> whenever I take a cable out of an Apple box, like the coiling is so tight. <gasps> I, feel, yes. I feel like it's humanly impossible to get it back in there with your bare hands, like how they have it. So. Many I try, but try, I, yeah, I try, try, but I can never get it to do no, it. No, but it's, it's difficult. So, so maybe they, they cram it in there. But I think it would be a nice touch, longer cable. Do you care about Thunderbolt on an iPhone? Is that something you would care about? Yes. Basically, when I want to get something moved quickly between my devices, I use AirDrop. Sure. Because uh, it moves fast. But if there was something that could move the video files or even just photos quicker, yeah. hands down, I'm, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure. on board. Yeah, and I've been doing more filming on my 14 Pro as kind of like a second or third camera. Mm-hmm. AirDrop... Again, it's fine. I actually will do a USB-C to Lightning cable into Final Cut and just import it right there. But Thunderbolt would be so welcome. And I'd be curious how backups would do also. Like if you back <gasps> I didn't up to think a Mac, about that, a full backup. Like as, oh, if, that if, goes so much faster. And if you do an encrypted backup to your Mac mm-hmm. and restore from that encrypted backup, like you don't have to put in all your passwords and logins. Like those, those backups work amazingly well. So I would use it a lot. But that cable, there's images uh, in the articles in the show notes. You could check that out. Also with the iPhone 15, the Pro Max model, a uh, 9 to 5 Mac actually has a source unknown analyst they saw this from a note supposedly that the iphone 15 pro max or possibly ultra we'll talk about naming in a second might be delayed till october okay and so it might be if there is a september event which last year the invites went out i think today like on today's date august 24th for the apple event i should probably check next to make sure it hasn't gone out as we are recording (laughs) because that would be big news uh, but we haven't seen an invite yet. You know, Mark Gurman was saying September 13th, I believe, for the event. If it is true that the Pro Max model is delayed till October, I feel like that points to the fact that the Pro Max is going to have that different camera, likely the periscope camera, which we've talked about before. Yeah. Periscope meaning like there's some lenses at different angles inside the body to help with that like long zoom kind of capability. So 
It'd be, it would kind of stink because I was actually considering going to the larger phone this year and like having to wait till October. So I'm still undecided. You're a big phone no matter what. So you're, you're going to be there. No matter what, I'm going to get the big right. phone. Whether I'm going to get the big phone that is the top of the line or not will depend on when the phone is coming out. Oh, um, I think, okay. the, I can't remember what year it was, but there was a phone that was a little bit delayed. Yes. And uh, I ended up starting with the smaller one and then oh, really? sending it back after two weeks because I needed to do an early review right. and then going and getting the bigger one. So. Uh, okay. It might have been the, the 12. I, I think feel like it, yeah. the 12 Pro and the 12 Pro Max had a different camera system. That's what it the was. The Pro Max had the better camera and that one was delayed. 13, I think cameras were the same. 14, the cameras have been the same across the Pro and Pro Max models. But now it looks like it's going to diverge again. And I always like, I don't like those years when they diverge. And I understand there's like, Physics, you know, you got to fit everything in the case. Like, I understand. I, I'm not an engineer, but I get, I get that part. Yeah. Uh, but so it might be delayed till October. And one of the other rumors was naming convention. Would Apple go from Pro Max to 15 Ultra? So you would have like a iPhone 15, 15 Plus, mm -hmm. 15 Pro, 15 Ultra. And if it's a different camera system, that could be what does it. That could be what sets it apart. And if it's titanium, I think titanium across the yeah, board. Yeah. I think bezels, titanium. I think that'll be on both, but the camera, like in previous years, will be the distinguishing factor. But if that camera is as different, like this Periscope camera, I can see them going ultra. I, th I say it on HomeKit Insider on Monday as well. I think, I think they might go 15 Ultra and 15 Pro to further distinguish it. What do you, what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, uh, I don't even <laughs> want to guess on this one. <laughs> All the different naming conventions, I feel like in the last two years, have been getting increasingly confusing yes. with the Max chips. Because you have the M1 Pro, M1 Max, M1 Ultra, and the M2s. Then you also have the Pro Max size phone. And then also anytime you talk about a Mac computer, it gets very confusing. Well, and that's the thing is we like to think that Apple is aligning the naming across the system. Right. But we have to keep in mind how marketing uh, sees each of these as different groups. And where True. the iPhone is more in a consumer space and trying to be friendly to that consumer versus something like the Mac or even the iPad where, you know, you've got this. The, why did they start calling it iPad instead of you know, or the, the new iPad? It's because someone walks into the store and they say, right, I right. want an iPad. And then it's like, oh, well, here's the latest one. So I right, think right, right. that has to be kept in mind as much as we as these techie people want it to be, want it to make it make sense across the right, board. Right, right. Sometimes it's just a matter of, of them, you know, knowing their audience, frankly. Right. I do think, though, speaking to marketing, if there was a name iPhone 15 Pro and iPhone 15 Ultra, I think there would be a segment of users that want the Ultra yes. because it is a higher tier it's now. It's called Ultra, yeah. It's, called, it's, called, it's not just Pro Max with a qualifier. It is actually a, a different model phone. And so that could generate people that want to jump to it. So, Absolutely. I don't know. So we'll see. Also, one other thing on the iPhone 15, it looks like the 15 models might go even faster charging, up to 35 watt faster charging. Right now, if you have a 14 Pro or Pro Max, you get 27 watt fast charging. Now, I charge MagSafe all the time. Are you a MagSafe charger? I'm a MagSafe. I use, I was not a believer before. I, <laughs> I detested yeah. the term wireless charging because it's yeah. not truly wireless. Right. But I saw the light and I've, you okay. know, had my, my come to Apple moment <laughs> and I absolutely, like, I'm, I'm a wireless 
wireless. Yeah, I'm not right, here, so. not while I've been here, because right. uh, I didn't want to pack all the extra stuff. But sure. yeah, back at home, I've got the thing next to the bed where everything just thwacks on it. So yeah, nice. Yeah. Which one do you use there? Uh, the Belkin 3-in-1. It's like the tree? Looks yeah, like a tree. The tree. That's the one yeah. I use. Yeah, oh, it's I so good. I, I tried the Belkin 3-in-1 that's like a flat deal, uh -huh. but I like the tree because it elevates it's the phone. So and, and then yeah. when you can turn the phone on the you side, you got the yeah, exactly. you got nightstand mode. But I will say, here at the conference, I have used fast charging. And you know, you need a USB-C to lightning cable and you need a brick that's like 25 30 watts or more uh, but it has come in clutch because i've used my phone at the conference and it'll go down to like 30 20 percent you know mid-afternoon and if i go up to the hotel room i plugged it in for like 15 minutes yesterday and i was back up to 80 percent in like 15 minutes nice the phone does get hot and i actually got the warning like charging is paused and we'll wait till the phone cools down oh wow so it stops at 80 percent and tries to protect it. i get that a lot in florida too like makes sense if i if i'm outside the phone is like man it's too hot <laughs> can't do this <laughs> but but even faster charging 35 watts again i'm curious how that would affect battery health like if you do that all the time long term there's been a lot of battery health talk. What's your battery health? I'm curious now on your Ooh, 14 me, Pro Max. Go let me go ahead and give that a little look. I, ju I just, uh, you know, because I broke my iPhone 14 Pro a couple weeks ago. So this is actually a replacement model. So my battery health is now 100% again. Oh, nice. <laughs> for, the, for the next month yeah. until I get the, uh, the 15. But battery health, it seemed like most 14 Pro users, they're down in the low 90s, if not 80s. I'm 97. I'm doing Are you still well. 97? Yeah. That's a Pro Max. That's yeah. a Pro Max. So I'm curious. I'm really curious if that makes a difference, the Pro Max battery. And I want to know the, these folks that have been having this issue uh, as well. Are they using the optimized battery charging? Are they using the different? That is true. What, uh, what devices are they using to charge? What cables are they? I mean, there's That's so true. many little factors that play into it that I'd love to know more about. But that is why I did, like, I've been using that Belkin 3 in 1 since the iPhone 12. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been using MagSafe charging since then. And I would say 95% of the time I'm charging on that or the Belkin MagSafe in the car. Mm. And the iPhone 12 and 13, my battery health was like 95, 96% by the time I was trading it in for the next iPhone. So that's why I do think the 14 Pro specifically, I think something was up. Interesting. That, you know, there's no proof of that. It's just kind of anecdotal, but I don't know. That's just how I feel. But we'll see. So faster charging on the iPhone 15. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Guys, I love HelloFresh. Every time we get a box, the family comes together and cooks it. My kids enjoy being in on the process and they cook it. And we need a bunch of meals from that latest HelloFresh box and everyone thought they were delicious. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. So skip the trips to the grocery store, which I love not going to the grocery store, and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. And listen, fall is right around the corner. The summer is over. I know unfortunate as that might be, but we're heading into the school season, holidays, things get super busy. So instead, let HelloFresh help you plan the meals and deliver those tasty dishes right to your door. Simply choose your recipes, pick your delivery date, then lay back and enjoy the last few days of summer that we have. And what I love is HelloFresh meals are actually quick to make. With HelloFresh, all you need is 15 minutes and you'll be enjoying a tasty, satisfying meal made in your own kitchen. Just look for their quick and easy dinner options, plus quick breakfast and lunches too. Like I said, we've gotten several boxes recently. I've talked about the Gouda cheeseburger with this relish on it, pork tenderloin with a rice, and some tacos as well. Absolutely loved it. And again, the whole family loved coming together and making it. Of course, the better part is actually eating it because it's all delicious. So when life gets busy, don't call for delivery. Get 
HelloFresh. It's 25% cheaper than takeout. And I tried takeout recently, and yes, I have to say, HelloFresh is definitely cheaper. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 50AppleInsider and use the code 5050AppleInsider for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50AppleInsider and use the promo code 50AppleInsider for 50% off plus free shipping. Our thanks to HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And our thanks to Fast Growing Trees. As we head into the fall season, now is still a good time to get plants that go around your garden, maybe some potted plants for your patio. And Fast Growing Trees can help you build either that beautiful garden, maybe even get some fruit trees so you can actually eat some fruit from the things that you plant, which is, I gotta be honest, it's really fun. You can just go outside, grab something, and eat it. And Fast Growing Trees has thousands of easy-to-grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties expertly curated for your unique climate and needs. That's a big deal because I'm in Florida, so I can be sure that the trees and shrubs that I'm buying will actually live where I live. And the worst part about buying plants is you would have to go to the hardware store, you get dirt all over the car, hauling them in and out. Well, no more waiting in long lines and hauling those plants around. With FastGrowingTrees.com, you order online, and the plants arrive at your door in just a few days. Like I've said before, we've gotten persimmon trees, a Carolina Reaper pepper plant that we used to actually eat with some fajitas, which was amazing. And it's like peanut butter fruit tree. It's so wild that it, yes, it tastes like peanut butter, but it's actually a fruit. It's just amazing. And they have all kinds of varieties of fruits, trees, shrubs. You got to go check it out. So join almost 2 million happy fast growing trees customers. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Apple Insider now to get 15% off your entire order. That's 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Apple Insider. Our thanks to Fast Growing Trees for sponsoring this episode. Now, did you see the story about the dog prosthetics and the lighter? I was scrolling through and I saw dog and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sold. Tell me more. <laughs> So this was this was interesting. It was actually Apple released a video, and so there's a, a on the Apple YouTube channel. You can watch a video about a dog there, and then MKBHD actually covered the same company. It's called 3D Pets. It's a company in New Jersey, and what they do is they build prosthetics for dogs. Okay, dogs who uh, might have been have birth defects or have lost limbs, and they build they 3D print prosthetics for these dogs. And they use the iPhone LiDAR scanner to actually model the dog's body. And so both Apple's video and MKBHD's, I think, watch MKBHD's video. It's a little (laughs) longer. He goes into more detail. They go talk about 3D printing. But it shows they take an iPhone 14 Pro and they just scan the dog. They use two apps they mentioned called Combed and Hedges. I'll put links to those apps in the show notes. It seems like you can actually uh, get the LiDAR data using those apps with your phone if you actually want to see what the LiDAR is seeing. But they scan the dog with the LiDAR scanner, bring that into an application on a desktop computer, a Mac Studio with a Pro Display XDR, MKBHD shows their studio doing that. And then they literally custom fit dog prosthetics using that LiDAR information uh, wow. that they did from the iPhone 14 Pro. And so incredible use case. You know, I had no idea this was even That's a thing. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know it could be that detailed, to be honest with you. Right, right. And, and they said like... They do a couple scans and they show the 3D model and it, I mean, that's what they 3D print off of, that that model and it works. And I'm sure it's saving money versus, and and also, you know, you getting to move around the dog instead of having to put the dog in some huge contraption and scare, yeah, this all sounds great. It looks amazing. So check out that video, I encourage you to do it. But, you know, the LiDAR itself, I know LiDAR is used for portrait mode Mm -hmm. when you take pictures. Mm -hmm. I use it to uh, measure my kids' heights. Have you ever done that using the Measure app? Not my kids. I don't have them, but I right, have well, used well, it to measure, measure stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, so the Measure app I know uses LiDAR. I'm not sure what, do you know what else uses the LiDAR scanner? I'm not sure. I think that there, well, so aside from portrait mode, I think there is some time to flight stuff going on with uh, the, the image signal processor even. Right, and maybe cinematic mode. More, yeah, cinematic, yeah. A few That's things true. have it kind of baked in a little bit in the background, Right. But I'm not sure. Yeah, I was just curious. There's so many of those little iPhone technologies that I know it's doing stuff right. in the background, like LiDAR, especially for photography, but such a cool use case. And so we'll put links to those videos and, and check it out. And as I was watching uh, those videos and I saw the pro display XDR in the background. I also saw this going around social media. You know, if you were to buy an Apple display today, mm -hmm. the pro display XDR is four years old. It, uh, it was, it came out with the 2019 Mac pro. So it's four years old, not updated, no webcam. That's right. It doesn't have a webcam, <laughs> no webcam, very expensive. People still swear by it. I see a Sebastian DeWitt of the Halide team. He, he loves it. You know, he posts about it. I actually posted a picture of my desk the other day and someone was like, what's that monitor? I just have a studio display. Same. Like, I don't have a pro. Yeah. And like, yeah. it's great. Studio display is uh, great. It, we love it. It was at first with the uh, Reese where he had to unplug it to restart it every oh, once yeah, in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The audio would cut out. But uh, since they've updated the firmware, it's been great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. They announced the new Mac Pro at WWDC, the M2 with M2 Ultra and the updated Mac Studio. No updates to the monitors, though. We do not have an update to the Pro Display XDR. So I'm curious. I don't think that's something we would see updated in the fall. They usually update those alongside a Mac update. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious the next time they're going to update them. Where can they go with the display technology, I guess? Uh, I mean, yes, they could make it more hub-like and add the webcam, add you sure. know, all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I just... Nits of brightness. Yeah, maybe I guess you more, can make it even nits. brighter. But do they need that? I don't know. I think it may be a different size. I know people, I love my studio display. It's 27 inches. I think there's still space in there to do a larger studio display. 27 inch, maybe a 32 inch. People are already grumbling about the price of the 27 though. That is true. But I think, I mean. Everybody grumbles about prices and then they still buy prices. them. Yeah. If you want to grumble about price, like the $1,000 stand for the Pro Display XDR, like I'm not, I understand <laughs> that grumbling. where the grumbles That's go. That's the grumbling. Uh, but man, I, lo I love my studio display. Yeah. So I would say if you were still looking for a, a monitor today, the studio display is what? It's two or three years old. It came out with a Mac Studio. Yeah. I think that was 2022, something like that. But I still think it's, I think it's still a good deal. I mean, even if you get like a refurbished or you want to get it used, I mean, I feel like that's still the monitor get. But. Do you feel like you're uh, in, a, in an outlier group? Because I like my studio display. Yeah, but the narrative that I because of that early narrative about the studio display, people still are like, wait, the studio display. I, that's been my anecdotal experience. I don't right, know right. if if in, on your side you're hearing from a lot of folks who are like, we love the studio display, but I kind of yeah. I get a little quiet when I'm like, and I have a studio display. <laughs> I, you know, I'm I'm an evangelist for because I was like, you know, everybody pooped on the webcam like yeah. day one, and it was terrible. Like I use it all the time. I literally had an Opal C1 webcam on top and I was just like, it was just too annoying to use. Like it was too buggy, like the firmware. So I was just like, and the studio display camera is fine. So I actually have heard from people that they enjoy it. Some people use it with like an iPad. They do like the whole iPad stage manager thing. And yeah. so it's mixed, but I've heard more positive reviews. That's good. Are, are you a, are you an iPad pro like external display kind of user? No, Not at all. when it comes to iPad, it's just a device that is, it is its own thing. I'm really right. an iPad mini fan. I love, the iPad I love my iPad mini so yes. much. Yes. So yeah, I don't have the big screen and I mean, I've got, I've got the 12.9 inch iPad pro and yeah. the, keyboard and all that stuff yeah. but with this machine i have in front of me it's the m2 macbook air 
Oh, okay. That's what okay. I've never loved an Apple product more than I love this MacBook Air. And so yes. I end up pulling this out if I want a bigger screen. Right. That thing, I have, I have eyed that thing since it came out. I have no reason for it because I have a 14-inch yeah, MacBook Pro, Pro over here. But, but that, you also have, what is that, a D-Brand sticker? What is that? Uh, no, this is from Slick Wraps. Slick Wraps. Yeah. He has, the, he has the computer wrapped. I will. Can I take a picture yeah, of it? Yeah, please do. This will be the custom chapter Wait, artwork. let me hold my phone up next to it. I just saw it. that it was matching. You got your phone and your computer matching. Here we go. This will be the chapter art so you can see. Uh, it looks great. I really, did you put that on yourself? I did, yeah. And what's great about Slick Wraps, and I'm sure they all do this, but uh, if you mess it up, you just send them an email and they'll send you another one. That's pretty slick. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty I, slick. That's pretty slick. I do love the look of that. I, you can actually get an M2 MacBook Air now. I think I, it might be from B&H Photo, but uh, 750 bucks. That blows my mind. For a reefer model. And I'm sure, you know, it's lower storage and RAM, but like, it's probably so light, right? I mean, that's, that's it's a, so incredibly light. It's so incredibly fast. Yes, I yes. just I, this uh, I just had a, a family friend whose uh, daughter going off to college. What do I MacBook Air? MacBook Air it's yeah. going to last for so long. Yes. you're going to love it, and she does. She talks about it all the sure. time. And it's so you got the midnight. Yes, but you wrapped it. I did wrap it, and <laughs> they're actually. I used to have. Um, they, they also sell as part of this kit a little thing to put over the kind of internal Inside, part. Yeah, to cover all the midnight. To cover all the midnight exactly. And I had it on there, and then I thought, you know what? I just want to. Uh, a, we had heard in the past whenever people would close their screens with these thin, these thin Macs that there would sometimes cause cracking. Didn't want to run into that. Sure. I sure. never had the issue, but just in case. But then also, I'm just like, you know what? I just need to get past it. I need to live with it. But yes, the fingerprints do attract to the outside. They do. Uh, my uh, co-host and uh, you know leader of uh, the Twit Network, Leo Laporte, yeah. he ended up not getting the midnight because he doesn't like the fingerprints. Like all the oily and yeah. fingerprinty stuff. But yeah, yeah, that's the only thing. I drew. But again, like on my Mac. Pro, like this black keyboard. I mean, it's gross. Like it, I have all the oils on that right now, and like you're you're not gonna escape it. Yeah. But and hi, Leo, if you're listening. Uh, hi, Leo. Sure. I was hoping he was gonna come to the podcast conference, but yeah, he's uh, you know, it'd been a, it would have been a lot of shows for people to cover and everything. Yeah. He's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. I know he does a lot of shows, but uh, thank you for uh, loaning Micah. <laughs> I don't know if he asked you or not, but thank you for doing it. Oh no, uh, <laughs> I don't have to ask him. Uh, it's appreciate, okay. <laughs> appreciate it. All right. Uh, so speaking of the Apple Podcast guys that were here earlier this week on Monday, Apple Podcast released new features for subscriptions. Yes. So if you're a podcast creator and we have subscriptions, you guys, thank you to those who subscribe to the Apple Insider Podcast in Apple Podcasts. You can, I can now see as a creator subscription info and it's so much better. Like you could not really tell how many people subscribed to a show before. The only thing you could see is basically like the payment that was coming from subscriptions. There was like no other data and you had to export a weird like CSV file if you wanted to see anything else. But now beautiful imagery for the metrics. You could see how many are on a free trial right now for an Apple Podcast subscription, the conversion rate from free trial to paid subscription. You can see how many are monthly, how many are annual subscribers. And then there was an other, which I don't understand what that other is because you can only get monthly or annual. There's always another with Apple, isn't there? there yeah, it is. it's like, a, <laughs> like iPhone and Mac storage. Yeah. It's the other. It's like, what is that? So I have no idea. Uh, but the subscription metrics are uh, amazing. And so glad that's there finally. And the other part of the announcement was Linkfire. There's, there's now this partnership between Apple Podcasts and Linkfire. And Linkfire is actually here at the podcast conference as well. They, they flew all the way from Stockholm. Wow. Uh, here. Yeah, they flew all the way to be here at the conference. I think because of this announcement with Apple Podcasts, they wanted a presence. But this is interesting because this is a third-party like linking service. If you're familiar with services that 
I don't know if it's smart URL it or whatever where and Bitly and Bitly, a little bit like that. But the the services where like if you uh, are a music artist and you want to send one link, got it, and then someone can tap Apple Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music. It is that, but for podcasts. Oh, and so Linkfire is basically partnering with Apple Podcasts, and they're even going to provide uh, statistics and and metrics for clicking on those links and how many like actually go through to Apple Podcasts. But it's an interesting partnership because I am not really. I don't remember Apple like partnering with a third-party yeah. link service or even any kind of third-party like this. It's usually an internal thing, right? That right, is like they would have given the tool, but I also understand like Apple is not going to create a tool for you to link to Spotify. Right. So I totally understand. Uh, but it's, a, it's an interesting partnership uh, from the thing. But they were here, and I will say, I, just again, I know I keep saying it, but the iOS 17 Apple Podcast app, it really does look great. Mm -hmm. Some of them features like the chapters. So if you're a chapter user, you know, I put chapters in all the shows, that's kind of a, a little harder to get to. It takes one more tap now in iOS 17 before you could like swipe up and you would see the episode show notes and then chapters underneath the now playing screen. Now you actually have to tap the kind of like uh, up next icon and then you see chapters there. So it's like one more click away. Okay. So we'll have a little bit of retraining for folks. There's going to be retraining, but apparently that also might be leading to other things being included in the app. So there might be a, a larger vision for that kind of navigation change. So, Understood. So we'll see. And other then, types of linking. and Yeah, maybe more information there. Yeah. Uh, there's one other two. Uh, because a lot of our listeners on the betas, the getting to the show notes now is a little more annoying on iOS 17 because it's not just right underneath the now playing screen. If you tap the title of the episode on the now playing screen in Apple Podcasts, it takes you to the episode page with the show notes. And so if you want a quick way to just see the show notes for an episode in iOS 17 in Apple Podcasts, tap the title of the episode and it jumps you to the show notes. So people were wondering okay. how to get there. So that's that. Speaking of app updates too, do you have a Tesla? No. Maybe, neither do I. I. I drive a 2011 Kia Soul. Nice. Proudly, proudly. Heck yeah. <laughs> the hamster mobile, I call it, from those <laughs> oh, old commercials. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yes. Um, so I do not have a Tesla to test this. My father-in-law actually does. So I could test this when I get back. But the Tesla iOS app has been updated with a bunch of shortcuts uh, commands. I saw this. Yeah, and like a bunch. Like I love that they're willing to, and by love, that was a sarcastic. I don't know. You you all out there didn't see my sort of eyebrows no, go no, up. Was, yeah. I love that they are doing everything but CarPlay. Like, yeah, we'll let yes. you AirPlay in the car. Yes, and I, and think we'll you music. I think Apple Music. I think Apple Music is Apple now music. in Tesla. Yeah. yeah, but we're, no, 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 no CarPlay. CarPlay. No CarPlay on this massive, beautiful screen <laughs> that every Tesla has, oh. which CarPlay would be amazing on it. But uh, shortcuts, like you can do everything from starting the air conditioner or heat, setting the temperature, opening and closing windows, setting your media volume, flashing the lights, honking the horn, locking and unlocking. All of these are shortcuts commands now. I'm just imagining a prank now where when, someone <laughs> and their windows are going up yeah, and down. Yeah, up and down. Honking. But what's cool is you could, because it's in shortcuts, you can now combine these with maybe a home automation. Mm -hmm. So if you want to create a scene for good night or whatever, you can also control opening the frunk, the front trunk, locking and unlocking, and also security mode and start and stop charging. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to create a scene that, you know, maybe it's only charging when you go to bed, you know, create a good night scene. Your Tesla starts charging plus all your home kit automations uh do that are you a home kit guy i am very much okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, yeah i love all the home kit stuff so i guess i have to have a tesla to, uh, for the podcast i'll, ex yeah. I'll expense it there you go i'll expense it for the yeah i i approve yeah i don't know if that means anything apple <laughs> insider yeah, but probably i not. approve probably not <laughs> uh but but that's welcome oh and uh just last couple things i want to talk about a uh, condensation gate <gasps> Do you have like a, a jingle or a chime or something that we plays should. whenever there's a new gate? Uh, I should do that. We should do that. You know what I mean? We should do that. Maybe like a law and order. Uh, yeah. Chunk or, chunk, for, chunk. or condensation gate. 
I think this is hilarious. This is in the news now, like 18 years after AirPods Max actually launched. Uh, but I have AirPods Max. Do you have AirPods Max? Yes. Do you use the AirPods Max? No. No, it's saying <laughs> I don't use it either. <laughs> Even on this trip, it's like my bag. So I have this bag right here. It's like the Waterfield uh, backpack. Oh, shout out Waterfield. I got a Waterfield bag. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I love it. The AirPods Max is just so ungainly to fit it in anything. Mm-hmm. Especially Even and, like, on your head. This, this backpack, if I were to put the AirPods Max in this backpack, like I would have to lose something else. Mm-hmm. Whereas the AirPods Pro 2. God, they're just great, right? You don't have to think about it. You don't have to think about it. So I don't use mine. I did experience condensation gate once. I've not heard about condensation you gate. Know, no. So if you wear it for an extended period of time, let's say, even if it's just an hour, as you're like, if you sweat or maybe it's just your normal ear functions, I don't even know. If you take the ear cups off, you'll see condensation inside. Ah. Inside like where the speaker grill is and everything. And especially if you work out like... I wouldn't work out with AirPods Max, but if you do, a lot of condensation, apparently. So, like, droplets. Like, you see droplets inside. And so, apparently, there's been an uptick in reporting or some kind of repairing thing. Either way, like, it doesn't matter. Like This is just how the universe does what it does? It's again, just a physics. Of, it's physics. Yeah. And apparently, like, other over-the-ear headphones, this happens. Like, condensation happens. Most times, no one sees it because you can't take the ear cups off. Right. And you don't see the speaker grill underneath. And this does not affect functionality. It doesn't mess them up. You know, they don't break. So it really doesn't matter. If they're, if they're not breaking, right. If, if the condensation breaking. is not causing the chip to short no. or something, then... And I get, and I get people don't right. like seeing it's, water uh, by their tech. Right. But I, yeah, no, I totally uh, let, me, let me be clear. If, I understand the worry, the concern, and, and yeah. especially if it's just that. It's like, <gasps> oh no, should this be happening? There's a bunch of water in but there. But if it's, if it's not causing any issues, then yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, to call it a gate, I guess, is where, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, I, that, that term needs to... Dude, were you around for uh, Antenna Gate for oh, the iPhone yeah. 4? That was my first gate. That was the first gate. Uh, I think Basic Apple Guy did a uh, bumper appreciation uh, tweet or whatever. Or the, uh, bumper, did you get a bumper case? When, <laughs> yes, when Yes, or not. Yeah, I was oh, like, yeah. free bumper. I got one of the bumpers. AirPods Max, if there's a Gen 2, would anything tempt you to buy a Gen 2 AirPods Max? Wow. Um, for, no. For- <laughs> I, you know, I, I wanted to give a second to think about it, but I didn't want to give dead air. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I just, um, they're way too expensive for what they provide in comparison to what I can get with my AirPods Pro. My AirPods Pro are so, so much more portable. When I'm working out, I don't want big headphones on my head. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, let me be clear. There could be something that I'm not thinking of that they think of that I'm like, well, now I have to have them. Maybe some sort of like posture checking or something, but then there's, there's (laughs) a a theory that that's going to come in. AirPods Pro. Pro, Yeah, all the health features and stuff. Yeah, I mean, USB-C, maybe even MagSafe charging would be nice. For me, like, I I got them because I wanted to bring them maybe when I traveled, like, here and use them as wired headphones for podcasting. Yeah. But it's kind of complicated. It's complicated. They still have to be charged because it's like an active DAC. Like, you can't just use... If they're completely dead, you can't use them wired. And there is still a slight delay. Like, you know, there's no latency here. We're, like, hardwired into this Zoom thing. Right. But with the AirPods, it's still delay. So, like, that for my use case, no. I think people who wear headphones like 12 hours a day, you just work at a desk, might prefer the AirPods Max for comfort. Yes. Uh, but I think for me, if it was like 350, maybe even 400 That's what I'm at the saying. most. Let's let's drop the price a little bit because it's a big gap. Like AirPods Pro 2, like you can get on sale for 200 bucks most times. Mm-hmm. AirPods Max at 550, it's just too big of a gap. I feel like close that. And I know Beat Studio is in there for like 300, I think. But yeah, I don't I don't have any desire to buy. Beat I don't. Stuff. Yeah, I don't. I've never even tried them. No, no, I've never tried Beat stuff. So anyway, we'll see. I'd, it's been again like three years. AirPods Max. So I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see if we see a Gen, a Gen 2. 
Last thing I want to ask, sorry again, our UK, Canada, and anyone else besides US listeners, uh, the Apple Card, you get you now get 5% daily cash until September 20th for some things, but it was rated, I think, by JD Power as like the best no annual fee card. Oh, nice. The credit card. So do you use Apple Card? I don't, no. You don't do the Apple yeah, Card? Yeah, no. I'm, uh, I, I'm not big on credit in general, so. Same. I, yeah. Same. But of all of the cards, I do appreciate how much it is, uh, draw, you know, it, it drives you to you know pay up I don't, my partner has an apple card and okay. very much enjoys it i got it i was just using it for apple purchases because mm-hmm. you get three percent daily cash back and so i would like just buy like the ipad or the macbook pro and then the savings account opened and the daily cash straight into the savings account intrigued me that is nice and and i had never been one to like just do everything on credit and pay it off like i was like a debit card guy mm-hmm. But I've actually seen that savings account growing like over the last couple months, just using the Apple card for everything. And so I'm not, again, a big proponent of like use credit, especially if you struggle with like credit and dealing with keeping with that. Be mindful of that. Uh, But the daily savings, the daily cash into the Apple card savings account been working for me and it's been intriguing that's nice that it starts to grow yeah, yeah, yeah and you're not having to think about it and uh, i i so i am the the way that i do credit is like i've got one card yeah, yeah. and i do pay for most things with it because of the protections that you get with a credit card in terms of if uh it's stolen fraud or, or whatever, be a fraud yeah. exactly i know me too much to want to have three <laughs> four five different cards mostly sure. because I would be forgetful. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, right, my airline card. I forgot that I needed to do this or I needed to do that. So, yeah, I just, I tend to avoid those extras. But the savings, I think, is going to be great. And what I like about Apple Card is I know that it can be hard to get, um, but there have been some folks with like lower income who are able to get it, uh, who have pretty good credit. And this idea of not only keeping them up to date, which is helping to grow their credit in general, but also these opportunities for growing savings, I think it's fantastic. So. Very cool. Last question. Uh, I was just checking the Apple Insider homepage, make sure I didn't miss any news that like broke right now. But I see a Thunderbolt 4 dock. So you have a Mac Studio. That's like your main desktop computer. Do you have any Thunderbolt docks that you use with that? Or Oh, yeah. Yeah, which one do you use? I, first of all, shout out to CalDigit for all of the sure. great stuff that for they sure, make. Sure. I use the CalDigit TS4 yeah. uh, with it. I have at work a CalDigit TS3 that I plug this into when I'm there. Unfortunately, because it's just a Mac... By this, by the way, I forget Air, I'm podcasting yeah. it. I'm pointing at my MacBook Air. You're normally doing video podcast <laughs> yeah. right so yeah and yeah. see even still we do try to do a good job of but occasionally i'll forget yeah, 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 um yeah. but it it only will drive one screen of course but right. i still i just you know you see a lot of these and it's it's all this like plastic on the outside and yeah, everything yeah, yeah. is like wired poorly internally and yeah. i just love that the the focus that CalDigit has on uh not only design but performance so. yeah same I, I use the same is it the elements is that cal digits yeah 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 the elements doc thunderbolt with, uh, four. like uh, several thunderbolt yeah, ports it's like four and, thunderbolt yeah. ports that's the one i use on my x studio and it's uh it's pretty it's pretty sweet so Micah Sargent, thank you so much for doing the Apple Insider Show today. Where can people find your stuff? I know it's all over Twitter. Yeah, the, the best us. place to go is to chihuahua.coffee. That's C-H-I-H-U-A-H-U-A.coffee. Uh, that's where I've got links to all the places I am online. Okay. is that uh, Did you do that bento board thing? Are you on? The- I did, yeah. Okay. So I ended up getting on bento from that. Uh, but originally, shout out to Renee Ritchie. He was the one who, jokingly, during an iMore Show podcast that I used to do, said, you know what you should do? You should get the chihuahua.coffee URL while we were doing a hover ad and i'm like absolutely that's me so you did it i've got two chihuahuas i love coffee chihuahua.coffee what's that's funny is that this good. has resulted now um if you google 
uh, and you start to type in Chihuahua, well, I think it depends on, you know, where you are and all that kind of stuff. But people are trying to figure out how to spell Chihuahua, like the Google result. Right, 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 right. So exactly. I always spell it out now. Because <laughs> it is a long word. Yeah. 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 For my personal stuff, I have beard.fm. I love it. Yeah. So I that's, you know, I try to make it simple. But uh, my good go. So go to that. I will put that link in the show notes. So if you don't know how to spell Chihuahua, <laughs> it's okay. You could just click that. Uh, let us know. Uh, you could tweet or thread. Are you on threads too? I, I am. Yes. So we'll put all those links. Micah Sargent in all the places. Okay. We'll put all that in the show notes. And uh, thanks for listening. I hope again, I don't know what this is going to sound like in the end, but thank you for bearing with live from the show floor. Uh, I'm going to use all the AI tools to have to, to cut it out. Uh, we'll be back in the studio next week for the Apple Insider. Check out HomeKit Insider Monday. I recorded that from the hotel room, so it was a little quieter. Things are dropping. Yeah, just I don't know what's now. Happening. It's like, just now, want you to wrap like, it up. Hey, <laughs> to wrap it up. So yeah, Micah, again, thank you so much. Pleasure. 